0: Lock Talk Radio. Well, hello, this is George Gamond, and welcome to the show. It it is on a Thursday. Well, okay, so we're back. I'm back. Hopefully you'll be back soon. Again, I will mention if you look at my episode information, what I do and like, what I like to talk about. First of all, I love to take calls. So, but it's really about what my spirit guides might have to say to you or my ancestors. But I'm trying to frame the show around, and I want to frame, I should say, I want to frame the show around living a balanced, high consciousness life. So I have a bunch of articles on that. I'm gonna let my spirit guides talk to you, and you know we all have certain things in our lives that are out of balance. Duh. I mean it's 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 obvious that we have certain things in our lives that we need to work on to bring ourselves back into. I, I you now, know how do we define balance? I guess you define balance that all of the all of the aspects of your life, whether it be your financial, your spiritual, your health, your relationships are all functioning at a a high level there's not a lot of conflict and there's not a lot of difficulty in any of those particular areas now we're all going to have challenges and difficulties from time to time I've been on a plant-based diet so I'm going to talk a little bit about diet today and how to how that's part of uh, being in balance so the people have to decide for themselves what feels healthy for them. I can't tell you, or nobody can tell you what feels healthy. I can recommend certain things, and you can go to a nutritionist, and you can go to 10 or 15 different doctors and nutritionists and whoever, and everybody's going to give you a little different opinion. But you have to, being in balance is also being connected to your mind and your body and your spirit and listening to them and going, ah, okay, I get it, I know what I need to do. Now, well, those little promptings to do things. Well, that's not the main bulk of the show, but I wanted to to mention that today. So, what I've been, what kind of, what I feel is out of balance in my life, and you probably have your particular thing that's out of balance. Is uh, a couple of years ago, I went to the doctor for a particular reason and discovered that my blood pressure was way out of whack. So, I... They gave me medication. I changed my diet somewhat. And I've been working on maintaining my, keeping my blood pressure at what they consider to be no normal or below normal levels. My thing is I don't like to take medications if I don't have to. You know, I'm older, but still rather not, right? How do I do it? So I thought the diet, I've been losing weight on this diet, and it wasn't my intention to lose weight. I felt fairly comfortable with my weight. But I'm losing body fat, which is like the most important thing is just lose some of that body fat. So I did, I have a blood pressure thing at home, and I do my blood pressure testing from time to time. And it was, it was high this morning. It was like high for me, and I thought, oh, my goodness, what's going on? Now, it could have been some sodium in my food that I ate yesterday that set it out of whack. It could have been a lot of different things. So... What I'm thinking is, okay, now we all have those crises in our lives. Okay, this is not working. You know, i got to change something about myself. So the first thing I do is go to articles on, on excuse me, I'm, I'm, how, to, how to, 10 ways to control high blood pressure without medication. That's my intent. So everybody has their own intent. And in in my own personal discovery of going through them, because I'm going, okay, check off the list, lose extra pounds when I'm doing that. Okay, a reasonable weight for my height and age, right? Could lose a little bit more, but shouldn't dramatically affect my blood pressure. next one is exercise regularly, which I do all the time. Healthy diet, well, I'm on this very interesting diet, which shouldn't raise my blood pressure, right? So, and... And perhaps, you know, I need to eat some more foods that have potassium in it, which counterbalances the sodium. Now, reduce sodium in your diet. Okay, I do that. I really avoid that. And I try, don't add salt. I look at packages, make sure that the food that I'm consuming is low in sodium. Don't drink alcohol. That was next on the list. So I'm checking off this list as I'm going through and i And I recommend you do this whatever whatever your issue is or whatever your problem is just kind of make a checklist of things that I could you could change about yourself to get back into balance because that's one of the areas I really want to back into balance. Next one was quit smoking while I don't smoke. Cut back on caffeine. Well, I've kind of reduced my intake of coffee and I go to a lot of decaf coffee, and I even thought about going into have instead of coffee in the morning having green tea or maybe one cup of decaf or mixed coffee in the morning, but just cutting it way back, right? Then, then I get to number eight, and I thought to myself, hmm, number eight. Number eight, that's a biggie. Now, that's a biggie for almost everything that's going on in your life, that this is one of the ways that you can really – and I, I know I'm going off on a whole different tangent. I didn't intend to go here, but I, it just kind of popped in, and I thought, okay, well, let me, let me do this. And this is from the Mayo Clinic. Uh, they're famous for health and medicine and all that sort of thing. And so um, the Mayo Clinic, and I guess it's Rochester, Pennsylvania, or no, Minnesota, Minnesota, somewhere in Minnesota, I don't know. But number eight. Let me let me go through number eight real quick. And I know I'm going off on a weird tangent, but this really does apply to staying in balance and raising consciousness. Because if you're worried about your health, your your consciousness level is is relatively low. If you're concerned about your health and how you're living, and your, your vibration drops, boom, done. Like oh no, what's going on with me, right? Okay. So number eight. I'm going to read number eight because this is really important. It's something I need to look at seriously. And I'll explain why my issue is and maybe if it relates to you and how you can help. And maybe my spirit guides I'm going to channel in a minute. How, how they can help you or how your ancestors or whoever it is can help you with this one. It's reduce your stress. Chronic stress is an important contributor to high blood pressure. Occasional stress can contribute to high blood pressure. If you react to stress by eating unhealthy foods, drinking alcohol, or smoking – or just stress, right? Take some time to think about what causes you to feel stressed, such as work, family, finances, finances or illness. Once you know what's causing your stress, consider how you can eliminate reduced stress. If you can't limit all your stresses, you can at least cope with them in a healthier way. Try to change your expectations. Give yourself time to get things done. Learn to say no and to live within manageable limits. Try to learn to accept things you can't change. I like that one a lot. And I'm thinking about that one in my own life. And if it applies to you, cool. If it doesn't, you know, but that's the point of the show is to give you ideas and maybe it'll work for you because we're all under stress. We're all under stress. The, the society creates stress, and stress not only causes or contributes to high blood pressure, but contributes to a lot of other illnesses. So think about this one change your expectations. Are you always pushing to get things done? Or are you always worried about what you got to do next? You're always putting that pressure on yourself. I got to go do this. I got to go do that. You, you create too many things, right? Too many things to do, too many activities, and you're always kind of like under the gun, under the gun, under the gun. I have a little bit of that. Now, I have more of a relaxed lifestyle than most people. But I still put too much expectations on myself. Well, I got to get ready for my radio show and I got to go out 10 other things to do and I got to do this and I got to do that and I got to do, oh, yeah, right, oh, oh. And then you, you react to it. Oh, I got to get up, I got to feed the dog, I got to feed the cat, I got all you know, these things before I can do anything on it for myself. That's expectations. My solution... Okay, let me go through the rest of it and I'll go back to my answer to that and something that might help you, I don't know. Think about problems under under your control and make plans to solve them. You could talk to your bot. Okay, so talk to your family members. So the question here really is problems that you can solve, things that you can handle now. If they're out of control, if things are bothering you and you're worrying about things that you have no control over... Now, control is the big issue here because I have a tendency to want to control. And so control is the big issue. You can't control everything in your life, right? You cannot control everything in your life. So things that you can control, things that you can deal with right now, take care of. Do it. Set your priorities. Do it. So that that's one of the levels of stress. I, it's, I, I look at myself go – yeah, well, just you know, from a spiritual aspect, and I try to tie all this into consciousness. The consciousness aspect of that is, let it go, turn it over. Now next point. We'll get finish this up in a minute. But it kind of went off to a whole different tangent than where I expected to go. But doing my blood pressure and it was higher. I thought I need to look at this because I looked at checked off all the other lists, things on the list that I'm doing, and I thought, well. And I don't really want to take medication if I don't have to. I don't want to be living the next whatever years taking drugs, right? I know know they help, but they're side effects, and that's one of the reasons I go, the side effects, certain things, right? Know your stress triggers. Avoid whatever triggers you can. For example, spend less time with people who bother you or avoid driving in rush hour traffic re rearrange your life so that, you know, if it's like your mother-in-law, uh, just a joke, but, you know, the old joke about the mother-in-law. If your mother-in-law or a family member raises stress within your life, being with a certain member of your family, it, does that raise stress in your life? So you, you, you probably can't totally avoid that person or people, but you can just <laughs> kind of distance yourself a little bit more and just let them go. Forgive them and let them go. Just allow them to be you. You can't control them. You can't change them. So know your stress triggers, whatever they are, right? Whatever they are. Like for me, it's just I got to get things done. I got to do this. I got to do that. I got to, you know, it's like that. So it's, it's like time to just go like, okay, if something starts to build up within me, it's nice for me to just let it go. Turn it over. Give it to God. Give it to the universe. Okay, you take care of this one. I'm, I'm going to do the things I can do right now, today. I can solve the problems I can solve. And I really need your help in solving the rest of them, right? Turning your problems over. If they're financial problems or relationship problems or whatever, it's giving it to the universe, giving it to God, spirit. Okay, so that's, that's the one point. And the next one is, now, this is really important for balance in life, Regardless of what your issue is, if you want to bring yourself back into a higher consciousness, balance in life, there's two more points. But the next one is take time to relax and do activities you enjoy. Take 15, 20 minutes a day to sit quietly and breathe deeply. Try to intentionally enjoy what you do rather than hurrying through your relaxing activities at a stressful pace. Well, if I got to take my 15 minute meditation today, then I got to do this and this and this and this and this. No, just shut it down. Just shut down. Shut down the mind. Shut down the body. Shut down everything for that time period. And don't feel guilty for having fun. Really, seriously, don't feel guilty because I'm just going to chill out. I'm just going to sit in the sun for an hour or two today. And then you get all guilty about it. Oh, I didn't have done that. Oh, that just, I wasted my, you know. No, you, you relaxed your body and your mind. If you went to the beach and just watched the ocean for a few hours or even 20 minutes or whatever it is, don't feel guilty for taking time for yourself. Now, these are all things I'm trying to apply to myself. Okay, George, you've got to do this. You've got to do this yourself. And I'm hearing this from Spirit there yelling at me. Just relax. Enjoy your favorite show on TV. Don't, don't get guilty because you're not doing something. You're not writing your book. You're not doing this. Don't put pressure on yourself. To do things that, for one reason or another, you're not in a space to do. Your consciousness is not there. Your consciousness wants to go somewhere else. And the last point, which is really important, practice gratitude. Expressing gratitude to others can help reduce stressful thoughts. Appreciation. Appreciate the people in your life. You know, the the law of attraction principle is the more you appreciate, the more you get to appreciate, right? The more you appreciate, the more you get to appreciate. So show appreciation, show gratitude for the wonderful things you know, even just like when you're going to sit down for a meal and show, I appreciate this food. I really appreciate the people who made this food for me. That I appreciate the variety of food I have. So it's showing gratefulness, and, and it goes back to that principle. The more you appreciate things, it really slows you down. It really gets you back. It gets you into a little bit more of a peaceful mindset. So I'm applying this to my issue of high blood pressure. Of okay, it's stress. I'm sure stress is a big contributor. Maybe it was the sodium that I had in the meal yesterday when I was out to lunch with my brother. Maybe that was it. Maybe that contributed. that kicked it in. So today is more water and so forth, and so on. And I take my medication, even though I'm kind of going, I want to wean myself off of it. but so the the point is raising your consciousness that's being in balance because if your body's out of balance, if your health is out of balance, Everything else doesn't work very well, right? Your body's out of balance. So, I, I know you go through that. I went through my checklist and I realized, oh, yeah, okay. So, I know I went off a whole different tangent and a whole different direction. I do have some articles on this whole thing, and I have an article from Pam Grout, which is about raising your consciousness and one of the areas of raising your consciousness. And some other thoughts on what did I have other thoughts on? Oh, I don't know. Five ways to prevent burnout and live a balanced life that's an interesting thought about a hundred this is a hundred different ways hundred ways to elevate your consciousness we're not going to do all hundred okay one of the things i looked at was for my diet is to look at more potassium heating foods that have more potassium which counterbalances the sodium so if you have issues with blood pressure you might want to look at doing that i know i brought blood pressure up but yeah you know we all have our issues. and I, Let me just throw a few foods at you that you might want to think and consider more into your diet. If you have that issue and your potassium level is low, sweet potatoes. I like sweet potatoes. I have sweet potatoes all the time. White potatoes. Okay. Tomato sauce. Ooh, a little pasta. With, I get the low-sodium version. Watermelon. Think about that. Frozen spinach. Now, I'm not sure why it has to be frozen, but this is an interesting. Beets. I haven't had beets in a long time, but I eat beets. I don't eat beets very often. Black beans, I eat those. White beans, I haven't had. I got white beans. I should eat them. I should cook them, right? Uh, canned salmon, if you're so inclined. Edamame, edamame. Okay. So that's that's yeah, this soy little guys. You know those little that looks like green beans, right? Butter squash, butternut squash. I think that's it. Wait a minute. Oh, no, no. We got swish chard. And then we have yogurt. So of that group, I'm sure you can find things that will raise your potassium. They say bananas, but they they said, okay, besides bananas, right, because bananas are high. I had a half a banana today. One half was kind of yucky. Okay, so I think what I'll do next. Now, again, I invite you to call in if you want to hear from my spirit guides and whatever is going on in your life. Well, let's get you back in balance. Because if you have an issue, you're out of balance. If if you're focusing on one aspect of your life, because everything else, it seems to be okay, but if you put too much energy into one aspect of aspect I uh, can't talk. If you're putting a whole lot of energy into one aspect of your life, then you're out of balance. Because... You know, and, and you need to do that from time to time, right? One aspect comes up; it's really important to handle certain things. You know, I got to pay some bills. Well, obviously, that's really important. Or, you know, I got to watch my health. Oh, that's really important. But you want to get back into balance where you put, you treat the different aspects of your life on a fairly consistent, equal basis. Whether it be your spirituality, whether it be your health, whether it be your, you know, whatever it might be, right? Health. Your mental state, whatever you call it, mind, body, spirit. So it's getting back into balance. So we all have issues, and we can all get back into balance. And that's where I like to direct my attention to a little bit more is about help you with, from spirit, not from you know books and so forth and so on, even though I use a lot of articles, but it's really more about what spirit might have to say to you to get you back into balance to get through that particular issue that you're dealing with, that particular problem, and then so you can balance things out where you know, there's a, a constant movement between different aspects of your life and attention on different things where one area of your life doesn't take 80% of your consciousness. right? That's not raising your consciousness because if you're worrying about one aspect of your life, you're lowering your consciousness. You're lowering that divine connection which doesn't get you to the answers that you need. So I encourage you to call in. That's where I want to help you with. I want to help you to balance your life, balance your, raise your consciousness, and deal with the issues that are keeping you out of balance. Because once you have answers, once you have solutions, and once you just said, and if spirit just says to you, yeah, it's going to happen, whatever issue of your life, it's going to happen, then you can get back into balance. Then you can let that issue go. You can okay. You're taking care of it. I'm going to go back into balance. I'm not going to worry about that. I'm not putting my energy there. Not putting all my focus and energy, or a big chunk of my energy and focus on that. Does it make sense? So let's let's get back in. Okay. So let me have my spirit guys. If you want to call in, if there's an issue in your life that you want either your ancestors or spirit to help you to deal with a problem that will get you back into balance. I think I define balance in a fairly easy way. It's just different areas of your life are going really well, and you're just happy with those aspects of your life, and if something gets out of balance, you, you address it, right? Boom, done. Well, let me have my spirit guides talk to you, the, the Sarah group, and I'm sure they have their own comments on this. Besides what I've been telling you, See, as I'm talking to you, I'm actually, I'm kind of light channeling, but I wouldn't be able to do this because I'm doing this without a format, without a script. I'm just going from what I hear and what I get to talk about. So let me have them talk to you for a minute. I'm going to go away, let them come through. When we agree... Well, actually, we kind of inspired most of what was just discussed, but we agree with this concept of, of staying in balance, that your lives are better served for your purpose if you're in balance. Now, let's let's use that word purpose for a moment, because if you're living your purpose, if, if, you're, if you're at the center of your life, the core of your life, whatever it is, to be a school teacher, to be an accountant, to be a keeper of a home, whatever whatever your purpose is, to be an artist, to be whatever it is. We, lots of examples, a police officer, whatever your purpose is. If, if that's the core of your life, that needs to stay then the other aspects of your life your health need to, needs to contribute that your your mental state of being needs to contribute to that your spirituality needs to contribute to that so that you as you're focusing on your purpose your goals your dreams or who you are then all these other things in your life contribute to that make it easier to reach your goals make it easier to live your purpose for example, what we mean by that is, okay, let's say your purpose is to be a teacher. You, you want to teach. If you're sick all the time, it's difficult to teach. So if that aspect of your life, your health, is out of balance, then it's difficult to live your purpose, isn't it? If you're stressed out all the time, if you're letting little things get to you all the time, if stress is is blocking you from being joyful and happy about your profession, then you can't live your purpose. Now, sometimes the profession itself will contribute to the stress in your life, the mental anxiety in your life. Then you need to reevaluate where you're doing and where you're performing your particular purpose. Maybe you're teaching something at a different level that you should be teaching at. Because some people handle those kind of crises better than others. We're just using the example of teacher. It could be anything. You know, if, if if the stress of that purpose... Now, generally, if it's your purpose, if it's your who you are and what you're doing, then the stress related to that is very manageable because that's part of your purpose. Now, that's an interesting point. You, you'll know sometimes if it's your purpose... In life. Now, think about this. We, we give you this one. Too. It's a little key to know is your purpose. If you're doing it, and the stresses that normally come with whatever you're performing. Let's say you're an artist. If you're performing your artwork, and you're dealing with the stress of doing the art. Now, some people get all stressed out by it. They get frustrated by it. They get, it's not coming together. It's just not working. I can't do this you know, then that's not their purpose. But if you're in the zone, to use that expression, in whatever your profession is, then not necessarily stress-free, but you're managing your stress around it. You're managing the anxiety. You're mentally and emotionally into it. And you're dealing with it. And you're enjoying it. You're smiling as you do it. So if you're performing something in life, and you're saying, well, this is my life purpose, and you're all stressed out doing it. Then you need to re- reevaluate, is that really your purpose? Because if you're performing your, perform- per- your purpose, you should feel good. It f- should feel light. It should be fun. It should be enjoyable. It's something that you love to do. Not saying that there aren't stressful moments. And maybe sometimes where you're applying that particular purpose is more stressful. You need to change that and where you apply it, where you do it, right? If you're a teacher, maybe you don't need to be dealing with, you know, middle school children. Maybe that's not the environment, but maybe if you're working with adults in a te- as a teacher, it's less stressful. You're really into it. You really enjoy it. You get that feedback that you're looking for. Now, some people Love dealing with you know 13 year old children and 12 year old children and that's where their comfort zone is and they love doing it, so they're content and happy living that purpose. So we're going on and on about purpose here because that's that's a big part of your life, but that's being in balance. So that's what we said that circle that purpose of your life, the things that need to contribute to it. Add to it your spirituality, your, your attitude about life, your connection to source energy. That's all related to living your purpose, raising your vibration, being most, you know, if you're raising your vibration or raising your consciousness, then you're open your intuitiveness. Your mind is open to receive, receive, receive guidance, direction on living your purpose. Now, we've talked a lot about this. We've taken up a bit of time. And we didn't intend to take up, well, we like to take up time. We like to communicate these things because these things are important. So I think the most important thing, we would say that the most important thing is that look at your purpose. Is it Are you stressed out doing what you consider to you, your purpose? Are you in balance? Do you allow time for exercise? Do you allow time to eat healthy? Or is living your purpose draining you? it's not your purpose you're working really hard at something that's not your purpose because if it's your purpose in life it's why you're here it's your blissful state everything flows naturally everything's comfortable you take time for yourself you love to vacation you love to do this because you know you need the breaks you love to eat healthy foods because you know that contributes to your mental and physical capabilities of living your purpose so that's all balance and living your purpose. You know, some of the most successful people in the world have learned to be, suc- learned to live in balance. They've learned to live their purpose where their work is play, it's fun, it's enjoyable. They're living their purpose where work and play are the same thing. Look at the successful people in the world who who are living healthy lives. Because sometimes you'll get out of balance. But we won't go there. We'll leave that one alone. We, we won't address people that are successful that supposedly are living their purpose, that they're totally out of balance. And their lives sometimes cut short because of that. They're out of balance. Okay, there's a whole discussion we could have on that one, but we won't. So we'll leave that one with you. Think about your purpose. Are you living your purpose? Are you living your purpose in balance? We'll leave you with that. Have a beautiful rest of your day. Thank you for listening. Bye. Okay, I'm back. I think I'm back well they took up a lot of time didn't they <laughs> okay so what am I going to talk about now oh well let me let me Pam Grout's one of my favorite authors you know e-squared e-cubed think and grow itch, rich think think no yeah what is it? what is not think and grow rich um, okay, that's the number. Let me let me give you this little article she wrote, and, and let me show you how it it ties in with living in a balanced life. Okay, a life of one, a friend of one of my poss- possibility posse, posses, the person that reads her books and does her exercises and kind of contributes to thoughts on that, made a very profound joke. Yes, jokes are often profound. She said, "I have three daughters, each of them has a different mother, and none of them are me. Each of their daughters she daughters see her through their own eyes, like all of us, they see what they' decided what they decided is truth. Yeah, that's true. You know you can raise different children, have different children, but they they can evaluate you as a parent or a boss or completely different from their perspective of you. Is that an interesting thought? No. So let me, let me go on because that really — I'll get into this consciousness thing in a moment. All the people in our lives, all the circumstances, all the good and bad, are the outpicturing of our thoughts, our thoughts. Thoughts. That's the word here, and from this article I want you to think about, is your thoughts. Because being in balance has a lot to do, and being higher consciousness has to do with your thoughts. Lesson eleven in the course. course, She refers to the course of miracles. If you're familiar with it, but the, the statement from the course of miracles that she's talking about is, "My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world." Isn't that a, that a profound statement? I, I, you know, I've read the course of miracles many, many years ago, and I, you know, I didn't tie it into all those concepts. But think about that. My meaningless thoughts are showing me a meaningless world. You're you're interpreting the world through your thoughts, right? But remember the flip side is also true. Your meaningful thoughts show you a meaningful world. This lesson begins to introduce the main thesis from my book, E Squared. You your thoughts create your reality. Your thoughts determine the world you see. If it's an ugly world and there's a lot of violence and just a lot of hatred and a lot of prejudice, and that's your thought, right? Uh, it's a horrible place to live. Oh, it's just disgusting, right? It's, yeah. Or you can think, you know, the world's getting better. I can see improvement. I, I, I really love living. I enjoy this enjoy People, I like I like the variety of thoughts and ideas that people have. Okay, but remember, the flip side is also true. Your meaningful thoughts show you a meaningful world, and that's what I'm just talking about. So, being in balance has a lot to do with your thoughts, doesn't it? Being in balance has a lot to do with your thoughts. What are you thinking about? Are you, are you a positive person who's thinking of the world, or you know, we see negativity. Obviously, all of us see negativity, right? but are are we willing to look for the good, willing to look for the positive in the world around us? Are we always focused on the negative, always thinking, because what you focus on is what you're going to see. It's what this whole article is about. And so being in conscious state, raising your consciousness is looking for the good, showing kindness, showing love, showing appreciation, showing all of these qualities to the world and looking for them in the world. Will change your attitude about the world, and you'll see more of that. If you see more love, you're gonna. If you see the world as through the lens of love, you're gonna see more love. And how do you show love? Well, there's so many different ways, right? Show so many different ways to show love. So that's the article from Pam. So that's part of our consciousness. So let me get let me get into another article, and we'll see how much time I have left to talk to you. About eleven minutes. Twelve minutes, actually. Um, I don't know which one I want to talk to. Well, you know, we talked a lot about this. Uh, I'm just going to flip through here from Tiny Buddha. Oh, you know what? I'm going to skip that altogether. I'm going to go through a hundred ways to relevate, rele, 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 elevate your consciousness. Ooh, that's easy for you to say, right? Connect with the nature. I love this. Connect with nature. How many people are stuck in an office all day or don't get into nature and finding nature? So go for a walk in the forest, jungle, field of daisies, or whatever you feel like getting a connection with nature. It is possible to feel a deep sense of peace and oneness when you attempt to connect with nature. As you learn to connect and appreciate nature, you allow your consciousness to raise up. That you get into balance. Spending that time... The thought came to me when we think about connecting with nature. How about houseplants? Just having houseplants to take care of. Talking to your plants, watering your plants, fertilizing your plants, or feeding your plants. Just thinking about your plants. Maybe you can't get out all the time. Maybe you can't go. Maybe you live in a city where there's not a lot of nature and if you don't want to go to the park, but have a bunch of houseplants. That's connecting you to nature. Grow something. Have a little garden, even if it's, you know, planter boxes full of stuff. Grow something. That's getting into nature, putting your hands in the soil, even if it's in your house or apartment. Next point, get your body moving. Exercise and dancing. See, it says exercise and dancing will raise your consciousness by promoting healthy brainwave patterns, healthy neurotransmitter transmitter levels, and great circulation through your nervous system. Yeah, just that movement. Dancing is a great way to do it. If you can't go out and run, maybe you can take a dance class, right? If you can't exercise in other ways, but find an exercise that you love to do. And that's a great way to meet people is go to a dance. I guess it's easier for younger people than older people, but dancing is really a stimulant of, of getting your mind in gear and being more social. Simple meditation. I like the simple. Med- you don't have to meditate for hours. You don't have to go sit in a cave somewhere. Whenever you are advanced, when you are, whether you are an advanced meditator or a beginner, the benefits are tremendous and allow you to tap into your higher state of consciousness, functioning as you stick around long enough. So taking maybe the little breaks during the day and doing the three-minute meditation will be good for you. Just breathing meditations, deep breath meditations are really good for you. Cleansing breaths, learning how to work through your chakras as you as you do that. Ooh, you start yawning as I talk about deep breaths. I'm sorry. I apologize for that. Oh, that's that's funny get into this deep meditation, deep breathing thing. And then you start yawning. Oh, my body's beginning to relax, right? Take some deep breaths. It wants more. It wants more. Number four, spending time with true friends. I like the word true here. You can say friends, but true friends. Let's define that. Finally, friends that align with who you are, your beliefs and your values. Oh, key ingredient, you know, like even in relationships, how could you have a relationship, I mean, a really strong love partner, lover, or whatever you call it, if they're not in alignment with your beliefs and your values, they will make you more conscious. They are your true friends or best friends, and though they may be tough to find, they could definitely be cherished. So if that's your problem, turn it over, right? Give some of your true friends a call and make it a habit to spend more time with them. Who do you know that raises your consciousness? Who has shares your values and your interests and your belief system? That's a good friend. Because then you can talk about it. You can discuss it, argue it, write about it, about it a little bit. I think I'm going to be back. Oh, I have a caller. Well, I only have, well, have some time. I can take a call. And we'll get more into these hundred ways of raising your consciousness, because that's in balance. Once you, because if, if you look at all of those aspects I've been talking about, they raise your consciousness, and they also bring you into balance. Exercise, being in nature, meditation—that's all going to bring you into this balanced system that you can live in. So I'll take a call, and then we'll get back into it. Okay. So we're talking about raising your consciousness. Hello. Hi, George. How are you? I'm I'm well. I'm well. And how are you? I'm good too. Thanks for asking. So what's going on? I think I was listening to your radio show as always. I enjoy your uh, talk. And I Thank wanted you. to ask if you I wanted to ask if you can give me a message from Spirit. Okay, well, let's see what comes through, okay? Thank you. It's an ancestor, and yeah, they, they like to talk to you, they like to, yeah, they like to talk to you. Um, ancestor, female energy, father side of the family, back a couple of generations, lovely woman, very patient woman, wow, patience. I don't think that's her message, but she's very patient. She was a very patient soul and she likes to administer that energy to you. So, patience, my friend, patience. You need to be, but you are patient for the most part. So, what else is she saying to you that I'm trying to get a message? Okay. It, it, it here's it's kind of jumble, but I'll give it to you. It feels like what she's saying is holding our hands or holding our hands, the spirit hand, those of spirit. That that if you intune yourself or awaken yourself to your internal process, the soulful process within you, if you learn, if you take time to just focus on listening to us, your 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 ancestors every day, that 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 the. The, the messages and the guidance are not necessarily verbal but they're stirrings of the heart that you will get stirrings of the heart that the stirrings of the heart lead you to take action in areas of your life that that you may want to pursue more so that once you start to in tune yourself and, and listen to those what they' what they're calling is the stirrings of your heart will lead you to, Resolve issues, move forward in your life to to places that you you're looking to be. So, it, it's like you you're listening to the intuitiveness of your soul, your heart, that that'll just yeah it, it'll I, I yeah, they're they're making this whole point about just listening to that, listen paying attention, and and they use the term stirrings of your heart. Do you know do you know what they mean by that at all? Yes, I do mean I do understand. Yeah, and so that they're, they're wanting to really focus on that because that's how they're speaking to you is through your heart, through that stirrings. It's, it's like you get excited about certain things and you need to do it. They, they excite you about certain things that come up into your life and that you need to do those or move forward to those directions. It's, it's this little prompting that you get from the heart, from that emotional base. Oh, i got to go do that. I know i got to do that, that sort of thing. I know I got to go to this place, or I got to do that, or I got to take this position, or I got to do this. So really, 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 in tune yourself to the stirrings of the heart is what they're trying to convey to you. Okay? Yeah. Thank you, George. You're welcome. You take care. Bye now. And you too. Thank you. Bye. That's good for everybody. That's good. I had a little bit of that yesterday myself. I'm, I'm you know on the internet all the time and i'm looking at articles and looking at things and looking for posting and so forth and i got the stirring to look at the site just just open up the site i hadn't been there in a while and well i kind of look from time to time to look for things and i just got the stirring and boom there was something i wanted to see boom the stirring of the heart It just that energy was like okay take a look you need to take a look at this now Oh, okay, I'll do it now. So that's the sort of thing. I, I need to do that. So when you get those stirrings of the heart, when those things of you need to do something, then do it. Do it. It's it's your spirit, your soul, your ancestors, your spirit guides, whoever you're referring to will stir you to move forward. Not, that's a way of raising your consciousness, too, because those movements, you go, yeah, that's, that's what I need. Um, okay, we're looking at the raising your consciousness, and we talked about friends it the next point, which is really kind of interesting. I'm not going to go through all these, and obviously, I don't have time in a couple of minutes to do all these, but hundred points in two minutes that would be raising, wouldn't it? Um the next point is have the intention to raise your consciousness. I guess that's the really the first point is well. Do you, do you really want a higher vibration? Do you want to raise your consciousness? Do you want to be more connected to source energy? Do you want to be tied in? Do you want a consciousness that that's directly connected to source God, whatever you call it? that's your intention and, the, and you set that intention and you put it out there. I want to raise my consciousness. I that's my intention. You get these stirrings that when we've been talking about this stirrings of the heart that move us that in that direction that we get pulled to how to do that for ourselves. Everybody's a little different. But you get a little pull that leads you down that path. I want to raise my consciousness. And so the the pulling takes you to that place of raising your consciousness. Ooh, that works for me. That's the way I can do it. That's what I need that's what I need to address to be back into balance to raise my consciousness. You follow me? It's just kinda like you have to have, have to have that intention. Well there's one maybe there's one real quick that I wanted to Good point. Always be open-minded. Being open-minded is a key aspect in the process of becoming a more conscious individual. When you haven't accepted the diversity that our planet has to offer, ranging from different cultures, religions, wildlife, and beliefs, you will stay in the same state of consciousness or drop to a lower state. You can look at the Dalai Lama or people like that. You can look at great spiritual teachers that will reach out to other great spiritual teachers of different faiths to commune with them. And, and they're open to learning new from different aspects. Even the Pope, I guess, is that way. too, open-minded, to learn from all the different areas of the world to raise their consciousness. Oh, I'm out of time. I love you guys. I will be back on Monday. So have a beautiful weekend, beautiful Friday. Talk to you soon. Bye now.